Hello and welcome to this podcast from rollcentral.co.uk. I'm Lydia Starbuck, news editor, and today we're having a look at a royal tradition. It's one that doesn't happen anymore, but it still continues to fascinate. And we usually end up talking about it every couple of years at the moment when a royal baby is on the way, because this is the tradition of a politician having to be present at the birth of a royal baby. It went on for centuries. It doesn't happen anymore. But we're having a look at its origins today and why it was phased out. The last royal baby to have a politician present when they made their debut was Princess Alexandra, Lady Ogilvy, the Queen's cousin. She was born on Christmas Day in 1936 and the then Home Secretary, Sir John Simon, was there as Princess Marina gave birth to her first daughter. Now, by the time that Marina had Alexandra, the tradition had moved from politicians being inside the actual room where baby was born to being just outside. The reason it was acceptable for them to be just outside is because they were checking that the baby wasn't being swapped for another. And the idea was if they were positioned just outside the door, they would see another baby being brought in or another baby being brought out. So let's go back to why politicians had to observe the birth of a child. We have to go all the way back to 1688 and the arrival of a young prince by the name of James. Now, he was the son of James II, and his second wife, Maria of Medina. Maria had been pregnant several times. James was a long-awaited child. She'd lost many of her previous babies. But not that many people, if truth be told, actually wanted Maria to have a child, especially not a male child, because James II had been something of a controversial king. There's a couple of reasons for this. Firstly, he wasn't terribly good at it, truth be told. But secondly, there was a huge amount of prejudice against him because he was a Catholic. And at that time, there was religious division within the country. No one really wanted a Catholic king. James was a Catholic king. He had grown up daughters from his first marriage who had been raised as Protestants. But the birth of a son who would be baptised Catholic because Maria was a Catholic as well, threatened the whole status quo. So no one really wanted Maria to have a baby. And as soon as her son was born, all kinds of rumours began to circulate that he wasn't actually her child at all. The warming pan scandal, which you can read all about on royalcentral.co.uk, this scandal erupted. There were all kinds of whispers that this baby that was being paraded around as heir to the throne had actually been smuggled into the Queen's bedchamber in a warming pan. He wasn't her child. He wasn't James's child. He wasn't the legitimate heir to the throne. Now, you've got to put this against a backdrop of political turmoil. As I said, there wasn't a huge appetite for a Catholic monarchy and there was already resistance growing from one of James's daughters, Mary, who was married to William of Orange. And within a few months, this had erupted into what is sometimes called the Glorious Revolution, where Mary and William, with the backing of the Protestant nobility, swept in, took power, and James II fled into exile. His son became known to history as the Old Pretender. But from that moment on, it was decided that when royal women had babies, a politician had to be present Other witnesses had to be present to make sure that the baby was the actual heir to the throne. And this practice 
So if you were senior enough for your child to rank high up in the line of succession, you could expect a whole host of people to be invited into the delivery room as you produced your much longed for child. It wasn't just politicians, the Archbishop of Canterbury, the Bishop of London, other dignitaries. They were all given entrance to the delivery room. However, as time went on, a level of discomfort, of unease about this very big audience watching this very intimate moment began to gather momentum. And it eventually got boiled down to the Home Secretary being present. The duty was placed on his shoulders because it was always a man. And as time went on, it was decided he didn't actually need to be in the room itself. And I expect the Home Secretary was as pleased about that as the mum to be herself, the Home Secretary waited outside the door. And in time, even that practice began to be seen as archaic. In 1930, when the then Duchess of York, the woman we know as the Queen Mother, but then Elizabeth Duchess of York, when she was expecting her second baby, she wrote in a letter that if there has to be a gentleman waiting outside my bedroom door, I hope it's someone we know full of her arch dry wit isn't it but it underlines how much unease there was about this archaic practice of a man witnessing a woman giving birth just to prove that she wasn't lying about the baby and we can probably see the queen mother's influence in the decision taken in 1948 when her own daughter princess elizabeth was expecting her first baby now at that time princess elizabeth was heir to the throne. Her baby had a good chance of being monarch, especially if it was a boy, as it turned out to be, because it couldn't be superseded by anyone further down the line. However, it was decided by Princess Elizabeth's father, King George VI, no doubt influenced by his wife, Elizabeth, that the presence of a politician was no longer necessary to guarantee the birth. And so the Home Secretary didn't have to make his way to Buckingham Palace on November the 14th, 1948, when Elizabeth gave birth to her child, a baby boy called Charles. And that means that when Prince Charles becomes king, he will be the first monarch in over 300 years whose birth wasn't witnessed by a politician. It's a bit of a claim to fame for the Prince of Wales, another historic first to add to his very long list the list that he's already accumulated. And you can find out lots more about this royal tradition, lots more about royal history on the site, royalcentral.co.uk.